This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, I love how dramatic you always are when we start. I just had to wipe my mustache sweat off. You guys were doing a double recording today and it's intense. And I'm sober, so there's that. I'm not because, well, I'll just, I'll tell you all what's happening right now in my life. Fill them in, Jenny. Um, there's a little something that I have, uh, I think I've mentioned it before. I have a lot of stomach issues. Oh, hey, Kim. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Kim's dropping us off cocoa truffles. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I am a bit of a puker. And I don't mean because I because I'm a, because I'm a drunk. I don't mean that. <laughs> I mean because I have stomach issues ever since I had my son Declan, and so I've been trying to figure it out for the last four years. And uh, I finally went in recently for a scan of my upper right quadrant, <laughs> and uh, they found my liver was a wee bit enlarged. <laughs> Just a smidge. Just a skosh. So um, apparently, of course, as soon as they tell you that, then it's like, let me hit Google up and see what it says, which is a terrible, don't do that. Don't it's a terrible do it. plan. Um, but an enlarged liver is not a disease, but there is something causing it. So there is an underlying disease. And we just don't know what the underlying disease is yet. <laughs> uh, so tell me you've had to cut out, Jenny. Oh, so I'm not really supposed to be drinking alcohol uh i'm also not really supposed to be eating fatty foods so i'm trying as hard as i can but as you guys know i love a baconator and i love red wine so uh what i've done is i ordered uh some non-alcoholic red wine off amazon and i looked at a lot of reviews and the best review was a three out of five stars (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no, that's because it just doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. Okay. So yes, it's, obviously, it is not alcohol, nor does it taste like alcohol. But it does not taste like grape juice, which is like fine as long as I have the same like. It's a feeling. It's, it's, a, it's a feeling. It's opening the bottle, like a ring in the glass, and like yeah. sitting on the couch, the coziness, and, yeah, the fire, yeah. So I have been doing um, my non-alcoholic wine all week, and it's sad but I have to be honest at the like when I go to bed at night I feel a little better Mm -hmm. because I'm not kind of (gasps) sloshy because you're not drunk (laughs) well I don't think I'm usually drunk at night but like I don't have like a little buzz going yeah and it actually feels nice do you get headaches in the morning when you were drinking or no no okay because I find that I I wake up with headaches sometimes yeah even when I don't drink a lot yeah I feel like sometimes just red wine in general because of the stuff that's in it um, can give you headaches. But anyway, uh, I don't want anyone to worry because I'm getting tested again on the 2nd of January, uh, which this might be coming out a little before that, like a couple days before that, I think. 31st? Yeah, I think this is coming out. New Year's Eve. Happy Happy New New Year's Eve! Um, So I'm getting tested again on the 2nd so they can tell me exactly what's going on and if I really do need to stop drinking alcohol. Um, Right now, they just precautionary said maybe don't. So, So... I mean, I have like a glass here or there. Like I'm planning to maybe have a glass or two on uh, Christmas Eve, um, New Year's Eve. But I just, right now we're drinking sparkling Welch's grape juice, which does taste like grape juice. I gotta say. But it's good. I'm into it. It's kind of good. I might get myself a bottle. 
I've always loved sparkling grape juice. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> Great. Yes. So here we are. None of us are, well, okay, that's a lie. We just recorded an episode before this, and I definitely had a glass of wine or two when I'm not supposed to be drinking. And so I haven't drank all week, so I feel a little silly right now. And I'm stone cold sober, which is great. Kenny is also stone cold sober because he was so into the sparkling. I like sparkling grape juice. (laughs) I rest my case. So here we are. Uh, We're going to have our sparkling grape juice and we're going to talk about survival stories. Uh, By the way, this is Sip. Survive. And repeat. Woohoo! I'm Jenny. And I'm Danelle. And Kenny, of course. Of course. Of course. If you can't figure that out, then... We've got problems. I mean, my my voice is nasally and annoying. <laughs> Mine's not... a little raspy and deep. No, and it's melodious night. and everybody knows it. Silky smooth. Silky, silky smooth. But She's I got a silky voice. Listen, I went out last night. I was ta- yakking it up with my girlfriends. Maybe we were singing a little bit at the bar. Yeah, you were. And I feel like I smoked a pack of cigarettes, and I don't smoke. So, so the answer to that is I'm, I'm not feeling so great right now. <laughs> but fine. you look cute. But things things will be looking up tomorrow. I'll be ready great. to get back on that wagon tomorrow. Uh, I would also like to say before I came here today, uh, we were supposed to meet at uh, Kenny's girlfriend's house, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kim. Um, we were supposed to meet here at three. I was 20 minutes late because I got caught up in Target. It happens. I, I took the day off work and I was just wandering around like, I have nowhere to be. This is amazing. And, and you didn't have a child with you. So yeah. that helps. And then all of a sudden I looked at my watch and was like, fuck, I got to be. What am I doing? I gotta go. You're like, I got lost in Target. I did. I was so I was just like, what can I get Donald for his his stocking? <laughs> just I, so sweet. I didn't find anything yet. No. And I won't say what I don't think he listens, but I haven't found like, I mean if you said right. it now, it's already too late. Oh yeah, it's, that's it's true. Past now you can say. I'll tell it I'll tell you guys then. I got him a package, a big bag of grape cubed gum. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like there are no. these cubes of gum instead of like sticks of gum. Like, are they called cubes? The what's the brand? Bubblelicious? Don't they come in like the cubes? Yeah, or ice but no, breakers? It's like I yeah, it's like icebreakers. But it's grape flavored. But it's grape flavored. Oh. So, and it's okay. delicious. Mm. You know what I bought the other day? What Mentos? Oh, I love fruity Mentos. They're the best. They were mint ones. Oh, but I those. love them. Mm. I Ew. ate the whole package. Fruity Mentos. I fruity love Mentos. Fruity ones I love as well, but my breath was kicking, so I needed some mint. <laughs> and I did want gum, and I didn't want just a, a regular like mint, so yeah. I got the Mentos, and I really enjoyed it. It's been a long hey, time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I love that. Maybe I'll get one of my stocking. We'll see. <laughs> I will alert Todd immediately. Please text him right now. <laughs> Dear Todd, Danelle's worried about her breath. Please get her Mentos. <laughs> Preferably the minty kind. Yes. Um, all right. Is there anything else Christmassy that we need? To- I already told mm. you about my stepdaughter's farting problem. So mm-hmm, Yeah. Um, my birthday's coming up. <gasps> the 23rd. Yep. On Monday. Well, last Monday for you guys. But um, yeah, just... How old are you going to be? 38. Yeah, girl. Now you're in my wavelength. Getting old and I love it. We are getting old. I Kenny, know. how old are you again? 25. Oh. It's so, <laughs> so when I was at the bar last night, this guy who was very drunk was sitting. My two friends went up to the bar to, to order more drinks. So I was like holding down the fort, watching our purses and stuff. And this guy comes over and he just is standing in front of this popcorn machine. And, and he's like, you got a boyfriend? I'm like, yeah, I'm married. And I'm like, do you have a girlfriend? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how old are you? He's like, 23. And I'm like, 
oh, honey. I'm like, how old do you think I am? I'm like, this is going to, he's like, I don't want to offend you. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. I don't care. And he's like 28. I'm like, oh, praise baby Jesus. I'll take it. <laughs> but he, in his mind, that was old. Like yeah. he was like, he was I don't, he was like, I don't want to offend you. You look old. And then he said 28. I'm like, okay, thanks. You're like, thank you. That is correct. <laughs> now get off my friend's coat. Cause you're sitting on it. Move. Oh my God, I love that. That's amazing. Mm, yeah, yeah, I get mammed a lot now. Yeah. I think also my my short hair lends itself to like older lady no. stereotypes. But I will. I got a haircut today. It's looking fly. Thank you. It's looking good. I told her I was like, just not too short on the top, but like a boy, you just need to look around the ears. You've got a big announcement about Donna. <gasps> I forgot. <laughs> you guys, so Donna, my Connemara pony that I love and I've been leasing is mine. All yours. I bought her. And now I'm poor as fuck. (laughs) That's okay. She's everything you ever wanted. I have never been so excited about owning something in my life. And I feel like I don't even own her. It's like we own each other. Does that make sense? Total sense. Like, it's not even like having a pet. It's like having a bestie. Like, she's so cute. The other day I was over there and I was getting her ready to ride. And she was just like, licking my coat like a little like not a little like a huge dog and then she likes to nibble she's nibbling on me and I'm like you're so cute I can't even handle it I just love her so much and now she's mine for reals and um I just I I think it's like a lifelong dream that I would own a horse one day and Mm -hmm. I always thought it would never happen congratulations and you know what it Financially speaking, I probably shouldn't have made it happen, but you know what? You only live once, Jenny. You only live once, and this is one of the things that makes me so happy. Yes. My family, my horse, and my family. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I was going to say family again, too. I mean, it's just, I just love them all so much. So I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <gasps> Congratulations. Thank you. Very exciting. Uh, by the way, if you guys are interested in joining our Patreon, you can get a personalized message from Donna. Yes, you can. Or Callie, our other mascot, the Bulldog. And uh, that they're really fun. If you've not seen them before, we post them usually on Instagram. They're both adorable. They're really funny. Okay. Um, anything else that no, you need to talk about? I'm good. I'm excited for the new year. I, I am too. Wait. I Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. God. Yes. I'm ready for 2020. Yeah. 20, the 2019 was good, but I feel like at the end of the year, it really kind of just went. I mean, there are lots of Mercury retrogrades in 2019. Right? And just, I don't know. I'm ready for 2020. Bring it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for 2020? Of course. Of course he is. Of course. He's 25. Everything is amazing. Fuck, <laughs> Kenny. Okay. Who's going first? I don't know. You like to go first. Would you like I to do. go first? I do. I'll go first. Okay, yes. great. Okay. I'm going to drink my sparkling Here grape juice. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Don't get drunk. Okay. <laughs> this is the survival story of Tiffany Johnson. And we're going to go to July 27th, 1999. Oh, yeah. Oh. I love 1999. was a great year. I don't want no scrubs. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. Oh, my God. We're amazing. Uh, awesome. I love that song. And that whole CD was amazing. Wait. Okay. Pause. I know it's like the first sentence of your story. Kenny doesn't know uh, the he's song. He's so clueless right now. Motown Philly. Oh, no, Philly. I know that. Oh, you no. know no, no, no. Scrubs? Okay. Yeah. He doesn't know the song Motown Philly. Motown Philly back again. Doing a little East Coast slide. slide. Oh, boy. <laughs> Boys to men going on. 
not too hot, not too strong. We start out on a na na. Okay. Kenny, no? I'm going to no. get you that CD for Christmas. Yeah. Can't wait. Get excited. Okay. Okay. So, we're in 1999, and Tiffany is 21, and she's having the time of her life. Of course she is. Picture it. She was traveling through Europe on, it's called a Contiki tour. You heard of it? No. I've heard of a Tiki torch. Nope. Not that. (laughs) And so, basically, I had to look it up because I had no idea what it was. It's a a tour company for people between the ages of 18 and 35, Okay, and you basically pick a cluster of countries and you kind of speed travel through those countries okay so it sounds fun sounds amazing i wish i would have done that at 21 okay but i was broke so it operates in like europe australia north america south america all the major countries um so she was waking up in her new place that they had traveled to and um making friends along the way and having the best time of her life but on this particular day her tour was stopped in um a tourist town in switzerland and they were surrounded by what was the name of it it's called interlaken 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 yes Yes. i love that i pronounced everything wrong it's amazing it was my favorite place we got when i okay so i traveled i studied abroad for a semester in college we went to interlaken we got there at night so i couldn't see shit this one's yours. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't see shit. And then when we woke up in the morning at our really gross hostel, uh, we woke up and um, there were just mountains. Like Everywhere. Sun, just mount- I thought they were clouds the night before. Ooh. No, no. That was the fucking tops of mountains. Mm-mm. Interlocking. Gorgeous. If you can go, please go. Continue. She, that's what she said. They were surrounded by mountains. It was beautiful, breathtaking. Um, so it was, you know, a very world, a very far place from where she was from Mm -hmm. which is australia not austria not austria (laughs) um (laughs) which is why i (laughs) was mixed that up before and they lived on a small family farm in australia so this was just a very different experience for her Mm -hmm. and um she decided that day to take part in uh something that's called canyoning kenny have you heard of it I've heard of it. I don't know 100% what it entails. Okay. Kenny, I'm going to tell you. Do you need any more sparkling grape? I'm, I'm good. Okay, he's, great. He's tipsy, so he's good. I mean, let's not get um, him drunk. She uh, decided to go canyoning as an extracurricular activity that day. And before the tour, many of the participants, they didn't really know what canyoning was either. They actually thought it was canoeing. So it gets confused a lot because of how it's... Kind of like Austria and Australia. Right. Exactly. Just like that. Just exactly. like that. And she thought the same thing. So she wasn't really sure what she was signing up for, but she was just like, eh, whatever, it's an adventure, it'll be fun. Canyoning. So canyoning is when you use your body on rocks and boulders, making your way down through a canyon with a harness, and you wear a wetsuit and a helmet. Why do you have to wear a wetsuit? Because you're going down, like, waterfalls and, like, like holes of water. And, like, yeah, it's almost like you're kind of, it's a mix between, like, rock climbing, mountain climbing, and also, like, hiking and this sounds rafting terrible. and it sounds awful it sounds it's an extreme sport apparently okay it's not canoeing no thank you so, i would like to go cabrewing what's that you drink while you're canoeing <laughs> <laughs> i've done that before popular among the greek Cab- set cabrewing cabrewing yes um so you wear you know a wetsuit helmet you're all jazzed up um so she, 
a part of this tour, there were 45 people on the tour, which is a lot, including the guides. And just before they entered the gorge, it started to sprinkle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she noticed this. If any, if we have any curly-haired men or women that listen, I used to have Jenny, really curly hair. She said she noticed that it was very humid in the air and that it was sprinkling her a little bit because her hair. She's like, my hair turned into a frizzball, and immediately there, I knew. Yeah. I've been there. She's like, I knew that like something was up with the weather, but um, the guides reassured them that it was just there was no like inclement weather that day. They was just going to sprinkle. They were fine, and also that there were many exit points down the gorge that they could, if something did happen, that they could easily exit out of. Mm. So they they went on, and they were having an amazing time. Um, she said the water was crystal clear in the canyons, and it was like the Garden of Eden. And she described it as being just magical. Mm. Uh, midway through the trip, she realized that the water had started to rise, um, moving from the height of her ankles to her knees in just seconds. Oh, no. So I'm going to paint a picture. I don't know if this is what it was like, but this is how I envisioned it in my mind, is they are all standing in this, like, canyon area with water in it, and they were all getting ready to kind of, like, jump down a waterfall, so to speak. Right. Into another little gorge. And as they were all standing there, the guide was explaining, like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's safety protocol. Like, we're going to go one by one. You're going to go down this gorge. And instantly the water started to rise. Nope. Um... Also, she noticed the water went from a beautiful crystal clear to a mucky, muddy brown color. Uh-oh. Oopsie. Um, so they were getting ready to jump into the next canyon, and the guide was just like, I, you know, I'm not going to finish explaining. We just got to go. He knew immediately. He's like, we got to, everyone just go. Start jumping. So Tiffany's instincts came, kicked in, and she was one of the first people to jump. And she was like, I got to get out of here. Um, she didn't even think twice. So she landed in a smaller uh, body of water. And um, she said that when she came up after she went under, she said the guide went to grab her hand and he, her hand slipped out of his hand and she was sucked down into the water and swept away. Oh! So it was at that moment that a wall of water came roaring down the canyon and smashed into her friend's who had remained waiting to jump to take their turn to jump. Uh-oh. So um, if she had not jumped a second earlier, she would have been hit by the flash flood as well. So the water was roar- was roaring down this the side of the mountain. Oh my god! And hit all of her friends, but her and the other guide and a few other people had already jumped, so they're already at the bottom yes. or in the next section anyway. Um, so once the water sucked her under, she said that if she she knew that if she tried to fight the water, she would never win. So she just surrendered her body and let go. And she said she tumbled around like a washing machine and logs and rocks hit her as she was dragged and pulled underwater down the canyon. Oh, God. Terrifying. And she said that she tried to get up and uh, take as much air as she could when she could. And eventually she was pushed into a giant boulder where she rested for like one minute. So she came up. The water pushed her into the side of this boulder and... um, she got to kind of like get her bearings a little bit and look around and see where she was. And this part is really sad. She said, at that moment, I saw all of my friends floating past with their faces down in the water. And I knew that they were all dead instantly. <gasps> so just all the bodies were coming down the, oh, the riverway no. next to her. And um, she looked over to her left side where there was an embankment. But she knew that she was too far away and she, the water was moving too fast and she'd never make it. So she had to make a critical life-saving decision, which is whether to stay at the boulder 
and risk being engulfed by the water or crushed by other objects that were coming by, not to mention the dead bodies floating by you, or to let go of the boulder and let the water push her down the gorge again. So she chose to let go of the boulder. Uh-uh. So she thought it was the safest route to go, and instantly the minute she let go, the water sucked her under again, and she kept coming up for little snippets of air when she could, and it got to the point where she was just running out of breath and just being beat to shit under the water that she said to herself, I have no air left, and all I did was pray. Like, she kind of <laughs> given up hope a little bit. Yeah. Um, but things got worse before they got better, so she, she was carried down the rocky waterway and thrown over a waterfall. She said, sporadically, I would shoot up out of the water. My whole body went flying up out of the water. And as I was at the top of a giant waterfall, it was absolutely huge, at least 20 meters wide, which is about 65 feet wide. Mm. So I I don't know how tall the waterfall was, but the fact that it was that wide just tells you the flow of water that was like going through there was intense. Um, So she went over the waterfall. And then when she came back up again for air, she was somehow in this tiny little cove with crystal clear water again. So the story goes, when she went down the waterfall, somehow her body got positioned into this other gorge. Mm -hmm. And when she came back out of the water, she was in like a calmer little gorge and someone grabbed her. Oh. And grabbed her by her life jacket and pulled her out of the water. And it was the guide that she had lost that tried to, that tried to grab her the first time with her hand, he yeah. had been made his way to the same area and saw her floating down and then grabbed her and rescued her. Oh my God. I just thought that was such like a full circle moment. Um, so she walked away with only a few scrapes and bruises, but she was diagnosed with PTSD, which mm-hmm. we covered in our last episode. And she also suffered from diabetes <clears throat> from the disaster, which I've never heard of, but I, they'd said in the article multiple times that this was, an effect from what she went through. Huh. So I don't know if something was like, like her stress induced. I don't know. They didn't really say, and I didn't have time to, to research it. So I'm okay. just going to go with what they're saying here. Okay. I've never heard of that though, but, um, and she now has to use a pump to regulate the supply of insulin in her bloodstream. Wow. So I don't know. Could maybe one of her organs was maybe damaged. I don't know. Um, so after many years of recovery, um, she is grateful, positive and present and that's her attitude for life today. She suffered tremendous survivor's guilt from this. Mm. Um, she says that she found it difficult to sleep or to even adjust to everyday life. Even during the day, she says something, if anything would happen, um, if something sudden would happen, she would instantly see water or feel or hear it. So she was having like flashbacks and stuff. Um, In late July this year, 20 years after the tragedy, she returned to Switzerland for the first time and attended a memorial service held um, at the site where everybody perished. And her husband and children went with her. And um, she said it was amazing and it was terrifying all at once. She also said that when she was on the plane, her her, um, kids said to her, mommy, mommy, look out the window. And because they had never seen the Alps before. And they actually had never left Australia before. And she said, when I saw those mountains, I was terrified. I felt like I was facing my demon. My biggest fear was those mountains. But when she went back into the canyon, because she forced herself to, Mm -hmm. she says she never felt so much relief and so much closure in her life. And um, she wrote a book, and it's called Brave Enough Now. 
and it took her 20 years. It's basically about getting over survivor's guilt and how she overcame it. And um, she said that going back to the gorge was the best thing that ever happened to her and finally gave her the closure that she needed. So that is the survival story of Tiffany Johnson. And um, it's a little confusing to explain um, because it sounds like I think understanding how the gorge looked is a little confusing. So we'll try to post some pictures and maybe it'll help. But it was a really interesting story. And I just feel like I would never want to do that. Oh my God! Can you imagine that sounds awful. Just seeing dead bodies floating by? No. Blah. No, thank you. Yeah. Did no, you find anything you. out about the? No, no. I was looking through the causes. Most of it says family history. Interestingly, though, diabetes has a higher rate in Sweden. It's like one of the highest ones. I don't know. They said, and there's one thing maybe that said uh, environmental things can cause it. Oh. So maybe so like maybe. there was some disease floating in the water. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, what? For diabetes. Diabetes. Like, it can be caused by some, like, viral... Oh, can it? ...thing. Yeah. Okay. Type 1, not type 2. Type 2 is, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. No coughing. There's no coughing here. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I still have this damn... And then I cough again. No, I have this... uh, I have a throat problem going on. Kenny's had it, too. He has coughing a fit. I have it as well. Oh, okay, great. All of us. Remember how we were all sick a couple weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Well, still going on. All right, are we ready? I feel great. Just can't stop coughing. I feel great too, but I just have a little. No, I feel great. Little tickles. I have phlegm. I can't get rid of it. It just gotta cough that up. I can't. It won't come out. You don't like. I try. Really? I do. Gotta get in the morning. You just. Okay. Get it. Taking a lot of mucinex. All right. I am doing the survival story of Peter. I'm having one of these. Skylberg. Oh, I have to get closer to my microphone. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing the survival story of Peter Skylberg. He was 44. This takes place in the town of Umea in northern Sweden. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 woohoo. Okay. Uh, Mr. Skylberg had driven off the main road mm. onto forest tracks where his car became stuck fast. Mm. So it's very snowy. He's driving on a road, goes off the road. In Sweden. In Sweden, and he gets stuck. Okay. Okay. Um, he, uh, it was December 19th when his car became bogged down in drifts. And the interesting thing is somebody found him in his car. He had been there for two months. What? Trapped in his car. What? I'm sorry, I'm not <laughs> laughing. But I'm laughing. But you're laughing because it's on. like unbelievable. Um, so he basically had been stuck in there for two months. And when they found the car, uh, what happened was uh, there were some, let's see. Sorry. It's like my nightmare of being cold yeah, all the basically. time for two months. Um, they have pictures, and I'll post the pictures, of the vehicle's interior, and it shows that the dashboard and the seats are covered in ice because temperatures plunged to negative 30 degrees no, Celsius. No, thank you. No. So zero degrees Celsius is freezing. Mm-hmm. So negative 30 is, like, in our in Fahrenheit, close to zero. Okay. So, like, that's real fucking cold. That's real cold for two months. For two fucking months. And what did he eat? I'm sure you'll tell me. 
Yes. So he had handfuls of snow. I'm like, I hope it wasn't yellow. <laughs> I tell the kids that all the time. Some they're like, spice in there. Um, I think he had some cigarettes and some candy. Oh, that was it. Okay. For two months. Uh, Yes. Experts think he went into a kind of human hibernation, which slowed down his metabolism and pulled him through the ordeal. They have described it as the case of a lifetime. Oh. Um, As he, like, so this hiker basically found his car and saw movement inside of it and was like, what the fuck? Uncovered it, got him out. He could barely speak. He could barely move because he had been obviously in this frozen ass car yeah. for a while. Um, as he recovered in a hospital, uh, details emerged of depression and debts piling up on him, and it's thought he may have been trying to take his own life. Oh, but so, what a way to go! I mean, what a way to go! Not, yeah. That's a slow. Mm. Um, they thought initially that uh, he was a nature lover who had become trapped in the snow while he was on an expedition. But it emerges that uh, he may have been depressed and in a lot of debt, totaling 150,000 pounds. That's a lot of debt. But you, you can get out of that, buddy. You can. Come on, you can do it. Come on. Um, you can survive that car. You can do anything. It, neighbors also said that he had broken up with his girlfriend recently. Mm. Uh, he had lost contact with his father and other family members over 20 years ago. So... Kind of a loner. Yeah. So the police have said that they're trying to figure out um, exactly what happened, but he's not in his right mind to discuss it. Uh, so they have to wait until he's better. Um, Mr. Skylberg survived by taking handfuls of snow from the roof of the car. So he would, like, reach up, grab oh. snow, and eat it. Okay. Um, and they said part of the reason that he's probably alive is because it was really cold. So the, like, really, like, super cold temperatures now then i pulled some information for you because then i was like what is hibernation (laughs) why are we doing this so they're saying he survived because his body was hibernating essentially basically his body went into hibernation 30 degrees right it was so cold that his body stopped metabolizing as quickly okay as it normally would Hmm. so hibernation is a way for many animals from butterflies to bats to survive cold, dark winters without having to look for food or water. I would have said butterflies to bears. You know, there's a bigger difference there. Listen. There's like, a, a bat's only like five times bigger Fine. than a butterfly. Butterflies to bears. Kenny, smart ass. You're making me cough. <laughs> um, so what they do is they turn down their metabolisms to save energy. Uh, animals in hot climates also go on... Animals in hot climates also undergo hibernation, but it's called estivate. Estefan? Gloria Estefan? It's called Gloria Estefan. (laughs) Estivation? It works in a similar way and enables them to survive during extreme heat or drought Mm. and lack of food. I didn't know that. I I didn't know there was such a thing. Okay. Um, So depending on the species, it can vary from being a long, deep unconsciousness, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what I would prefer, I think. Just like knock me out. Uh, to just light spells of inactivity. I'm like, no, no. Just oh, that straight sounds like up. My every weekend. Just straight up, knock me out, wake me up when it's warmer out. Yeah. Um, so hibernation is risky for animals because it can make you vulnerable to predators and unpredictable climate. Like if it gets too cold, you could just, or if it gets too hot, you could just, yeah. Um, 
So how does hibernating work? A hibernating animal's metabolism slows as its temperature plummets. Uh, in ground squirrels, it can fall to negative two degrees Celsius, oh. which would be zero degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. Um, breathing slows uh, bats in bats, and their heart rate can fall from four hundred beats per minute to eleven. Wow, beats per minute. Damn. Wow, and and four hundred. 400 beats per minute. That's a lot of bat. bat that's many, a lot of beats. How many beats per minute are humans? We've talked about this before. Uh, like I one, think the average human's like 65, 70. Really? I but think. when you exercise, remember we had the whole debate. Yes. When you exercise, yes. <laughs> it's I, not supposed to be one. resting heart beat is like between 60 and 80, depending on your cardio health. Mm. Sidebar, do you keep like a little like survival kit in your car? No, like a blank. Like I have like a I have blanket. A, well, I have blankets. I don't okay. have a blanket, but I have a little thing like has a little window cracker on oh, it. I, yeah, I don't window. have one of those. I need and a window like, cracker. And like you know, tools and like jumper cables and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's we should my work survival kit. I need, I want like a. Uh, let's work on that. Yeah. Got okay. It. All right. Um. So how do they prepare for hibernation? So this guy obviously didn't know he was going to hibernate for two months. But mammals feed heavily in the summer and autumn because they have to store fat for the winter. So that whole joke that people make, like, I'm just storing fat for the winter. That's what it's from. Uh, And animals can die if they don't have enough fat stored. Um, Also severe weather or if they wake prematurely, which I agree. If I wake prematurely, I am not happy. I'm not happy. And you're hungry? Mm. Go away. Mm-mm. Um, so uh, the acetivation, which is when it's really hot mm-hmm. and they hibernate, uh, which is acetivating, I guess. Uh, the, the danger there is because of the hot weather, a lot of times there's drought. And so a large number of acetivating animals perish because of prolonged drought. So, anywho, that's a little bit about hibernation. Um, As far as I know, there aren't a lot of cases of humans hibernating. Uh, This is one that is uh, a rarity. Um, They still don't have a lot of information on him. When he came out of the vehicle after two months, he was very emaciated. Mm. Um, So, But I'm wondering what he looked like before. Because, again, the hibernation thing happens when you have enough fat stores to get you through. And no matter what, even if you had candy in that car, it wasn't... Like, it wasn't no. enough for, to last for two months. No way. And cigarettes are definitely not helping. That's just hurting. And guys. disgusting. Yeah, but gross. you're hungry, so. I know. So, and I heard that helps you, like, stave off hunger. Anyway, he hibernated for two months. He is now alive and getting better. So I will try so he's to. still in recovery. Yeah. Okay. I will try and do a follow-up of, uh, of what happens to this poor man. I'm curious what the time felt like to him. Yeah. I wonder if he was like... Like, did he sleep for like a week straight and not know at some point? You would think he'd be in and out of I feel like, like he, a little delusional. Like, I feel like he comes out and he's like, I was only there for like two weeks. And they're like, no, sir. Yeah. That's what I keep thinking, but I don't I don't know what he's thinking, I guess. Yeah. I feel like at one point I read something about that and I don't know where it is. Um, but he's recovering in intensive care uh, and he's being fed liquid proteins he has hypothermia and is severely malnourished. And he was never registered as missing. So that's sad. I'm very upset for him. Mm. Um, and he was in a very poor state when they found him. 
Uh, he managed to say that he hadn't eaten anything. That was like his main thing. I think he was just hungry. Um, but yeah, I think the passage of time, like if it, God, did it suck hardcore? Were you, or were you just like out? I think you're just out of it when you're that. Oh, I hope so. I hope so too. I'm really worried for him. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it was a suicide thing because that's I don't, the worst way to commit suicide. That's I've ever the worst heard way of. to go. Yeah. There's way better ways to do it. Way, yeah. yeah. Don't, sure. don't don't bury do yourself it. in snow for two months. Right. Apparently, you'll just hibernate. You'll just hibernate. Although it's I not, kind of, yeah. I kind of want to because I love sleeping. I I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'm finally caught up on my sleep after two months. <laughs> but I'm, I'm starving and I'm, I'm freezing cold. and I'm starving. Oh man! So I know it's okay. It was kind of a short one and kind of discombobulated. But I just thought it was so interesting that someone could live for two months in a car buried in under snow. Like, how does that happen? And weird. I want to know, like, how remote was this area? Like, it had to no be pretty one... remote. Because he's not. He he was never like, I'm going to try to walk. Get Although, walk if you pass a car on the highway, do you ever stop and go look in it? Not anymore. You don't want those crazy people out there, right? So this is like a car that like is off the road, buried. But you in call snow. for help, or maybe you call to like have someone look at maybe. it. I don't know. I don't know. Next time you see a car covered in snow on the side of the road, call, call the cops because someone could be in there hibernating. There could be someone in there sleeping. <laughs> For two months. Well, shit. Um, So anyway, that is my story of Skylerberg. Skylerberg? The hibernating man. The hibernating man. (laughs) And he lived. And he lived. Kenny, what do you got for us? Okay. So saw this today. Puma is introducing a new line of shoes for a uh, specific sporting, like obscure sporting. What is that sport? Canoeing. You never guess. Cabrewing. Cabrewing. No. <laughs> That's what I meant to do. Okay, so wait. Um, hmm. Um, I'm going to say curling. Oh, I like that. Is that right? No, it's okay. not. Okay, all right. Like, I'm not even going to guess then. Um, I would say Puma. They do lots of running and tennis, or running and track. Soccer? So They do soccer, too. They right? do they soccer. Do soccer too, yeah, yeah, they're big into soccer. I think they've tried to get into basketball and stuff. Just so. not, yeah. Uh, maybe ballet? Gaming. What the f- They created a specific shoe for gaming when people sit in their socks. That's the home. dumbest thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, it's... I'm it's not, I'm Kenny, never, are you going to get those no, right away? I mean, they do. Straight away? They look cool. I would wear them not to game in, to walk around in. <laughs> I didn't know you needed, I didn't know gaming required shoes. It they doesn't. Don't. The, I know. The description on their site is insane. First off, it's a $160 shoe. No. Get out of here. They're, Let me see them. They look kind of cool. Let me see. Like I they're mean, just like black and pattern, like nothing crazy. You know what gaming shoes I need? Slippers. I know. Slippers. I nice slippers. pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> the caption slipper on their site slipper. though is created with console gamers in mind. The gaming shoe is is the first edition active gaming footwear designed for indoor and in area use. It delivers seamless comfort, support, and grip so gamers can adapt to different active gaming modes. Is this supposed to be like That's a if joke. you're if you're like doing active gaming? I maybe like VR. Like Dance Dance maybe Revolution? they're like trying to get oh, ahead yeah. of VR stuff. I didn't think about that till just now. But maybe. but I mean, but maybe still. you should say that. Because otherwise, I'm just imagining like like young, playing Mario Kart young dudes on. like sitting on those gaming chairs just with those shoes on. I know yeah. the way they're making it sound like, oh, you're good for carpet or hardwood, depending what you're gaming on. Yes, yeah, so are slippers. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's that's amazing. I mean, you don't you don't need grip with your feet. 
No. I don't play any games. I mean, I play board games. Do you think I could use them for board gaming? It doesn't specify the kind of gamer. I think you could. Okay, great. Next time I'm playing Cards Against Humanity, guess what I'm wearing? Or awkward family photos. Oh my God, I just got that from work at our party. I know, and I think it looks awesome. I want you to keep it in your office. I'm so excited. So excited. Um, Send us your favorite games. Why we're at it. We just want to know. Uh, all right. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Oh, my God. Okay. So if you guys want to reach out to us, obviously, get us on the social. Uh, we love DMs. And uh, we also accept emails at sipsurviverpeat at gmail.com. And we also have our Patreon. So if you want to join us there, we are definitely recording a couple episodes over the holidays uh, to put up there. So stay tuned. And we hope to see you there. Goodbye. Goodbye. I was going to say Merry Christmas. I'm like, wait, it's after Christmas. Or Happy Holidays or whatever. Whatever you're supposed to say. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Hey guys, it's Jenny from Sip, Survive, Repeat. And we love our listeners, but we want to get some more ratings and reviews. So if you guys could log on to Apple Podcasts and then give us a rating and a review, we'll send you... A sticker. All you need to do is send us a screenshot of your rating and your review to either our email, sipsurviverepeat at gmail.com, or direct message us, or DM us as the kids like to say, on any social media. So all you have to do again is rate and review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of that and send it to us at one of the channels I just mentioned. And we'll send you a Sip, Survive, Repeat sticker. And it's big, you guys. Size of your hand at least. So again, send it to us and we'll see you soon.